0: This episode is dedicated to Aaron Huey, Janusz Street Tasha McFarling. Thanks for your support on Patreon. You just made my day. Hey, how you doing podcast people? Welcome to Made My Day, the podcast that celebrates the little tiny wonderful things in life. This is episode 22, brought to you the week of July 23rd, 2014. I'm your host. My name is James Kennison in recovery from major depressive disorder, anxiety, and bipolarism, which is all awesome and fun, looking for at least one thing every day that makes life worthwhile. And that's why we call the show Made My Day. So it started as a little exercise, just a little exercise, and now it's become part of my lifestyle. Every day, trying to find one thing, at least one thing, no matter how challenging the day is, can be, and I had a few challenges last week. I've had a couple this week. Um, had some medications that have been shifted around, but still managed to find one wonderful thing. So let's start where we left off from last week. We we ended with Wednesday, so we'll jump to Thursday. Thursday, I had a doctor's appointment. One good thing that's on MMD is I don't have doctor's appointments every week. I don't have them every two weeks. I don't have them every month. I have them every couple months, which is great and awesome. Because my doctor, though he is wonderful, he is perpetually late. I used to wonder um, why I would sit for like an hour and a half when I got to the doctor. And uh, I realized that sooner or the... You know, closer to opening time that I got, the, the shorter my weight became. And so, though usually I enjoy uh, appointments that are after noon, I uh, began making, you know, appointments at 9, 9 15, as soon as I possibly could. And I realized why uh, he, he, you know, his, his appointments back up so bad is because he walks in at a half hour um, after, you know, his office opens. And, and and a half hour after his first appointment, for that matter, consistently every time. So he starts off <laughs> with, uh, with being behind. So anyway, point being though, I was sitting there waiting for my um, bi monthly appointment. Um, you know, and just feeling good in this in this room. This lobby has become, I don't know. It's it's become a place of reflection because I remember when I first stepped through that door. And I felt so defeated and so horrible because I needed this kind of doctor. I needed a brain doctor. I, I needed a guy who, who was going to prescribe me medication. I felt like a complete failure. I would sit there every time for the entire hour or 45 minutes, whatever happened to me, with my eyes shut tight, tears coming down my face. Just totally stressed out. Wouldn't look at anybody. Couldn't look at anybody. And um, as I was sitting there, I, I I forget. I forget very quickly how bad it was and how much has changed and how much better off I've become. Because I forget it on two, two, two reasons. One, I forget how bad it was. And so I, I lose I don't know, I think a little bit of the value of having gone through it. And um, I, I forget and I can't relate as well as you'd think I should to people who are still going through. And on the other hand, I also forget and it makes me not appreciate how amazing things are. I still dig on myself and I'm like, why can't you be here? Why can't you be doing this? Why can't you be improved in this situation? But then when I get in that lobby and I remember how bad it was, how ashamed I was, how all of the conflicting feelings and the, the anxieties and the, you know, the mood swings and everything, and I realized how even on my worst day, I mean, I could lay in bed all day and it would still be better. It would still be a vast improvement over where I was before. And, uh, I say all that because as I was sitting in the lobby and I think I may have even talked about something like this in the past, maybe on a GOK, I can't keep track. Uh, I do, a, a another show called the gospel of Kennison and it's at jameskennison.com. And, um, it's kind of the, it's kind of like MMD, except MMD is generally real positive and about, you know, the good things and, uh, my my gospel of Kinison show can be about anything I want, so you get to hear about my problems, you get to hear about my issues and all that. But I uh, talk about good stuff over there too. But check check that out if you haven't yet. You might you might appreciate it. But as I'm sitting there, in this case, I I see a a person over there sitting next to me and and not looking around, staring at the floor, looking miserable, and uh, and I and I remembered I just. I just remembered when I was that person, and this has been the second time in that lobby that I've wanted to tell someone, hey, um, I've been where you are, and, and it gets better. At least that's what I want to tell them, but I don't know. I don't know if it gets better for everybody. It did for me. The doctor says it gets better for everybody who sticks with it, You know, that doesn't give up, that doesn't kill themselves, um, that everybody, he actually said the words, everybody gets better. So maybe they all do, but I just kind of wonder what would I, what would I have thought, you know, if if in my time when I was the guy sitting there staring at the floor, ignoring everyone, what would I have thought if some overweight guy said, "Hey, everything's going to be better. It's going to be okay. I've been where you are. I'd probably, you know, in my screwed up state, take it like." Oh, I'm worse than you. Okay. Or, or, yeah, whatever. I can't believe that it will ever be better. So I keep my mouth shut. But it was an MMD as I'm walking in there and I'm, and I'm, um, you know, explaining a couple of little hiccups that I've had. He's changed, he, he updated, he listens to me he changed up some of my medication. And all of a sudden, one of the problems I had, which was oversleeping. I, you'd think, <laughs> see, the, the problem with depression is, a lot of the symptoms make you feel like a lazy bum, and you think it's you. But you have to constantly remind yourself what you were like before. And um, and one of my problems is I'd, I could not get up. I could not wake up. And it was causing problems uh, during the day because I was getting up a lot later than the kids. And uh, this is not even anything I wanted to bring up on the show because it was a negative. But I told him about it. And he's like, oh, well, you probably don't need as much of this medication. And he cut me back a little bit. And darned if I haven't been up at 830 the last two days, which is, you know, a whole lot earlier. I don't. Apparently, I I didn't need as much of this medicine anymore. It was making me sleep too much. Um, And so backing it off, I don't I don't sleep as bad. Or I don't sleep as uh, as late or and stuff. So anyway, it's it's an MMD all the way around. That was Thursday. It's good stuff. Friday. Guess what? I don't know if if, if you if you didn't know, I'll just tell you. My son's on the swim team, and he's hasn't been the greatest swimmer, but swim team is not um, a place for perfect swimmers. It's a place for you know even new swimmers to get a lot of practice and become great swimmers and and. Um, one of the challenges I gave him was you need to make it across the pool, you know, with some other stroke other than just the backstroke, um, you know, freestyle or whatever, and breaststroke, but you need to do it without stopping because he had a habit of grabbing onto the floats, you know, on the, that separate each lane, take a breath, think about it, look around, write a note to his dad, you know, that kind of stuff, and then he would continue. It just seemed to take forever. So I, I, rather than holler at him and yell at him or anything, I wanted to motivate him. In in the way that I know he's a little bit like his mom, and and uh, he's a little bit like me, um, Jenna and and her mom, my so my daughter my my wife. If you tell them they need to do something, and they need to do it by next week, they will do it by next week. They take that challenge on. It, it motivates them and all that. But me and Jay, if you say you need to have that done by next week, it stresses us out. We can't even do it during practice, much less when it comes time to perform, but if you tell us, I believe you could do that by next week, I believe you could do it, we'll do it. So it's just a different form of motivation. Well, I know my boy, and I know myself, and so I said, dude, if you can um, swim all the way across without touching next week, we're going to hook you up we me and you are going to put together this uh, Lego movie uh, thing, this, this this robot deal that I've been holding on to, and he's like, "Oh, that'd be, awesome. that'd be awesome!" Well, that week he didn't he didn't swim all the way across without holding on, and so I told him um, I didn't have this planned out ahead of time, but I told him I said, "By the way, that's a standing offer. So whenever you get to where you could do that," and he was so relieved, you know, because he hadn't couldn't do it that first week. And, uh, well, anyway, long story short, my son last Friday at the swim meet finally got to show me, um, how, how he could swim all the way across without stopping. And what he's done is he thinks he's cheating. He thinks he's cheating. He's like, well, I kind of what I do is I swim on my stomach and then I kind of just roll over on my back and then I go back to normal. And I'm like, well, dude, that's actually really inventive and awesome and, the thing is, if you can roll all the way over on your back, why can't you just turn your head, you know, up out of the water, take a breath, and go back down? Well, it's all about you know just what he's used to and 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 taking risks. So anyway, when I watched him, he he didn't even flip all the way over like I thought he was explaining to me. He just kind of flipped over sideways while he's still swimming. He took a breath. So that's actually more complicated than just turning his head, but whatever works. And he and he got really fast, and he did. He placed. He, he, he they do up to fifteen different levels where you get ribbons, and they I don't know how they got fifteen colors, but they do. And then after that, they just give you you know a, a honorable mention or a participation badge or something. And I used to get those at field day. Participation was was always my level of expertise in every sport, but he actually placed and it wasn't, you know, five or, or six, but it was like 10 or 11 versus, you know, nothing like the bright, hot pink, you know, thanks for swimming in the pool ribbon. So MMD on that for sure. And, Oh, and also that evening, um, we did not get to put on Legos that evening, but Saturday, the next day, we did, and that was my MMD. Is sitting down with him, opening up that box. I love Legos. I love putting together Legos, and I love spending time with my son doing things that we both enjoy, especially geeky type stuff. And that counts. And the the set is really big. It's it's um if you've seen Lego Movie, it's the Emmet's got this construction looking yellow mech suit that he fights in. I think he's it's in the movie like the, a total of ten seconds but uh it's it's that, and it's pretty big um for what it was, and um it's exciting, so what we do when we put it together is he takes a turn and then I take a turn, and that's how we do it that's how I can keep it fair because me, I would love to do it all myself and just have him watch and we've done that before on some things, I'm just like, this is mine, Dad Gummit, whatever it's my Star Wars, you know it's r two d two he's two foot tall, I'm doing it myself but um but this one we take turns i'm often jealous of his turns he sometimes lucks out and i get like this windshield piece and then he gets 15 pieces he gets to put on but whatever still mmd made my day on saturday sunday um uh sunday we go to church and church is a relatively new thing for us um, i say that tongue in cheek because i'm i'm a pastor i just don't Operate as one right now, not working as a pastor. Uh, and I used to go all the time and not only go, but work. But now we, we took a break for a time and now we're back into this. Uh, and we, we shopped around for a bit, couldn't find anything we really liked. A church that just kind of was chill, um, that, that did the God thing, did it properly, did it in a very unannoying way, you know, and a place that would just let us be because we're not in the best of shape. You know, we've been through a year of, of Hades and, uh, we need to just be able to chill and, and, and get involved at our own pace. And, um, we need to be able to really just kind of not be who, you know, super Christian people want you to be. But anyway, so we're there and we found this place and we're doing that, but, uh, it's very small. It's very, very, very tiny church. And, um, and it's fun. It's a little bit fun that way because there's like ten people that go, and so we've been there enough. I think we we almost doubled their population just with the four of us. But uh, there's you can always tell when there's new people. Um, everything is just a microcosm. I mean, it, it's great in that there's not a lot of uh, gossip. There's there's not a lot of the big church problems that I'm very familiar with, having come from two. Uh, one, one giant church and one fairly big church. Anyway, it's fun. But this this particular morning, somehow or another, a uh, a retired pastor from my last church. He wasn't a pastor there, but he was a retired pastor that went there. He recognized me. Hey, how you doing? Because nobody at the church other than the pastor knows that I used to be a pastor or was. So he's like, oh, hey, brother, how you doing, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, they let him up there. To talk, and he and I got the distinct impression that he was supposed to greet the group and then play a song and then sit down. And homeboy, you could tell he is he is nine hundred years old. He is he has not been in front of a group of people for a millennia, and he is he is very eager to to just show off. And and I don't I don't know that he intentionally made it about himself, but he definitely did. It was not. <laughs> something i would call something that glorified god it was something that glorified the old guy but i say all that to say during one of his piano things he's playing while he's talking which is very popular back in the the 60s but um and he's telling this story about how he hurt his middle finger and homeboy just throws that joker up here this finger right here bloom and he's flipping off the entire church, showing it off, flipping it on the other side. I think it still counts, even if your palm is out facing. And he turns it back around. And I look at my wife, and she's laughing. She knows I love stuff like that. And I, and I whisper to her, I was like, what what finger? You know, as if I was calling out to him. Because that's what I do, even in children's ministry. If somebody swore or did something, a kid sounded like something that was swearing, or they asked an inappropriate question but didn't know. Kids are so innocent. I'd always be, I pretended like I didn't hear him so that I could hear him say it a couple more times and preferably so that my, my, um, uh, my, my volunteer staff would be able to hear it as well because they, uh, they got a tickle out of that too. So <laughs> anyway, so dude flipped everybody off and I'm like, when I'm 75, I'm going to visit a church. I'm gonna, I'm going to tell a story. I'm going to make one up, and I'm going to flip off the entire church and get away with it. So, <laughs> oh, it's the attitude of the heart, changed. He didn't know. Yeah, well, he should have known. That's the thing. He should have known. Um, so, yeah, that made my day. Sunday, getting flipped off by an old pastor in a, in a tiny church. Monday, um, I got, I got my podcast art done for a show that I'm working on. I'm working on a new show. It's called Movie Beatdown. And it is not a movie where we beat down the movie. It is our show. It is a show where we are celebrating and rediscovering movies um, through the 15 beats that are laid out by Blake Snyder's book, Save the Cat. It is a screenwriting book, Save the Cat. And he breaks down, like I said, a, a movie into 15 beats. Opening scene, you know, conflict, closing image, uh, you know, debate. There's all these different things. And, and and nobody does this. This show is for absolutely nobody. We're going to have to create our own audience. But I have become a very, very big fan of this book. And I've been able to enjoy movies a lot more um, knowing the structure of a typical Hollywood feature. And uh, I've got three other guys and we are going to do this show where we just pick a movie, we all watch it, we write down what we think are the different segments, get back together, talk about the theme of the movie cuz every movie has a theme, and talk about the protagonist, the antagonist, the the, the all of the segments and uh, even the genre and stuff like that. It's going to be really fun and really cool. But I needed show art. We we first had to choose a name, we got that. Uh and there's that's the reason why we call it uh beat down because we're beating down, you know, the, the movie, <laughs> but the artwork's done and you uh, can't see it yet, but soon you will. And it is a, I don't know. I was motivated by, I had done three or four different ones. I had this one where I had a kitten punching and uh, the screen that I found online and I put a boxing glove on him and, and kind of redrew the entire thing. And it was, the artwork looked good, but it just didn't look like, it didn't match the name. It didn't seem like it was a podcast thing at all. Then I did a cartoon cat hanging from a, a rope. That was a kind of a throwback to the artwork that's on the cover of save the cat, which has a little kitten hanging from a rope, but I had him on in, in boxer shorts or and um, literal boxer shorts and uh, uh, the gloves, you know, like he was wanting to fight, but I'm like, ah, don't get that. I don't, I don't get that. So what I did is I looked at the covers of the books and I started playing around with the fonts and the colors and the styles, and I finally settled on the third book in the or uh, second book, I think, is "Save the Cat Goes to the Movies," where I haven't read this book, but the cover is just got um, it's it's a uh, it's a theater scene, so I kind of cre- recreated that, put a, a cat actually watching the screen in there, and it doesn't look like anyone particular cover what i like about it is it looks like if they were making another book they might possibly make it look something like this so this cat's watching the screen it's pretty fun so you know put this in your mind and in a couple of weeks go to nlcast.com or movie breakdown or beatdown sorry moviebeatdown.com and uh look for that artwork and uh it'll be there ta-da uh so that was that was what monday yes yes so stay tuned for movie beatdown coming soon. Um, Tuesday was a busy day. It was yesterday. A lot of good things happened. One really, really bad thing happened, but it's still made day. Um, I got up, uh, super early. I took the kids to VBS and then I painted, um, at a room at the church and painting is, is one of the things I do well. Okay. I used to not, I learned how I know how to do it very well. I know how to, uh, prep A wall, you know, most people, when they paint a wall, they just take the roller, fill it with paint. They start splashing around. They edge with the roller. You know, they touch the ceiling with the roller uh, and then they go back in. Anyway, there's a system to it. And there's a lot of prep work that I do. I, I fill holes. I sand down the walls. I prime things. I I edge. And then I roll out. And uh, so I'm in the second day of that actually today. And it's just, uh, it's good to be this is my first project that I've done since my recovery, um, that counts, you know, as any kind of construction deal. I, I, I used to do quite a bit of this kind of thing in my own home. And then in my, uh, the rooms, um, that I was over in children's ministry at my last church and stuff like that. It's just something I did. And this is the first time I've done it. So it's a good thing. Made my day absolutely awesome and fun. And, um, it was just a good time. There was nobody else in the entire building. It was just me. It was quiet. I had my Pandora going. It was good stuff. Um, but not only that, I, I just had a lot of stuff coming. I knew I had a show that night. It was podcast, or uh, nobody's listening. And, um, and it was kind of feeling a little bit of anxiety coming on. But I never I never flipped out, even when I was driving home, and I realized that Jenna and I had forgotten absolutely forgotten to watch and do the show uh, on Girl Meets World. We had not watched the show. We had not done the podcast. And Girl Meets World is easily the show that I have to do the most prep for because we have to watch it. We have to pull out our favorite moments. I, I go through and pull out uh, sound quotable quotes and sound clips and funny moments. And we talk about the theme of the show and what the lesson was and all this kind of stuff. And I I really felt like I was on the verge of – Melting down, or or just not being able to do anything, but it never, it never tipped over, and that was huge. That was absolutely huge. Um, my doctor has even given me permission um, to take my anxiety pills um, and put them in my lip. <laughs> he says, you know, rather than take them at night or whatever, if you're feeling like you're 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 about to, you know, get really really bad off, just cut one in half and stick it in your lip. And um, I thought I was going to have to do that, but I never. Never tipped over, like I said, enough to where I felt like I needed to do that. So I, I crammed, and we watched the show. I did the artwork, um, you know, and and the kids uh, went to sw- swim. And when we came back, had dinner, and we recorded real quick. And then, um, you know, it was late and last minute, but it was a good show. We put it up, and then um, uh, I did Nobody's Listening that night. And everything was going great. I even tried sending video out for the, for the first time in a long time. And that went great. You know, audio and video going out to the to the live chat room so people could join in. And about 38 minutes into one of the best shows we've ever done. <laughs> um, I realized I had not hit record on the recorder. Speaking of which, let me check Yes. <laughs> so uh, I was just like, you know, usually I can reset. And I'll be like, okay, we're going to start over. We'll, we'll hit go and do it. But after that day, I had pushed it, to what I was, you know, I was on the verge, not of melting down, not of having any kind of panic attacks or anything like that. I was just out of energy. I had used it all up. And um, I think that's good, too. I think that's an MMD in and of itself, in that when I ran out of energy, usually I was just dead, depressed, horrible, you know, yuck. And I was just normal, worn out, ready for a nap, you know, ready to just get off the internet, you know. So that was good. Also, my buddy Kevin Brown. He is a former, no, he he he. Well, he's a former rapper, but he's a current pastor and a former co-pastor um, at Sheffield Family Life Center in Kansas City, Missouri. He is the young adults pastor actually. Now he used to be the middle school guy, and then he was high school guy. Now he's young adults and uh, doing wonderful things over there. I've known him for years and years and years. And um, I needed a rapper for. <laughs> Uh, the Grateful Kid podcast the one I'm doing with my son uh, for a theme song because we want to have a theme song at the end and uh, I sent it out to him and he was very gracious and he rapped on uh, for the song now I still need a singer I'm working on trying to get a singer for the chorus but I wanted to play it for you and so you could hear him and then I'll sing a little bit of the chorus even though it's way out of my key and I'm having to sing very low alright so here it goes this would be played at the end of every podcast, or will be. I love half days at school, swimming in the pool, staying up late, eating birthday cake. That my folks still love me when I make a mistake. Going to the beach, playing outside, going on vacation over a piggy bag ride, running through the sprinkler in the front yard, doing something tough that I thought was too hard. These are the things these and so much more, these are the things I'm grateful for. I wanted to say, in case I did it before, these are the things I'm grateful I love for. Right, my wife. The first day of school, teacher work days, and the last day too. Hugging my folks, my pets, and yet still having hugs left for my grandparents. Really good dreams, food and drinks, playing dress up or going to the beach. TV shows and my favorite colors, getting good grades, even sisters and brothers. My life is so blessed. Sometimes I forget that none of these things happen on accident. Those who love me, they make these things happen. And that's why you and I shouldn't take it all for granted. These are the things. So it just goes to the chorus again. Da da Uh-uh uh 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 I wanted to say in case I didn't before These are the things I'm grateful for These are the things, these are the things, these are the things I'm grateful for. So I'm hoping to get a lady. I would love to have a soulful black woman sing that. So I've contacted some folks and and Kevin and Kevin, um, uh, the church we served at. And he still does is in the inner city. There's lots of soul, lots of rap, lots of uh, gospel music and wonderful women that can sing like crazy. And I'm hoping to uh, have him help me to get one of those. If not, I've got this lady on Fiverr that I'm going to get in there, but it's just too low for me. And I, you know, a guy singing, you know, it's just not, it's not what I can do. And, and then to sing it high let me see if i can do that Let's see. these are the things oh are so much more these are the things i'm grateful oh, for yeah. see i can't cool. mm-hmm. there ain't gonna be none of that so it's just out of my key out of my register but uh, somebody else can do it. But anyway, it's great. I love that. I've been waiting a few weeks on that. Jay and I have been still recording shows, and we're eagerly anticipating being able to release those with that theme song at the end. Um, I, eh, we'll see. I, I can't wait till it's done. All right, so today, today is where we're at now. And my MMD for today is that I found my notebook, man. I have this notebook. It's green, and I got it at Target. It's got 100 pages in it. It's small, but it's not small enough. To fit in my back pocket. Um, I would love to be trendy and have one of those um what do you call them? Uh houndstooth I don't know, those, those um <laughs> mole skiing, yeah. Notebooks. Uh but they don't open flat. I, I have to be able to fold it backwards. And so I got a spiral-bound little cheapy cheap $4 notebook that I carry around. This is my second one that I've that I've used. I fill them up with ideas. Fill them up with MMDs. I fill them up with uh, uh, weekly update stuff, funny things for the different shows. I help the kids keep track of the things that are going on in their weeks. And um, I had lost it. I lost it. I have it tabbed out, you know, with different sections and all this kind of stuff. I even have a few pages dedicated to what I want my next version of this notebook to be. Like like new sections and stuff like that. And uh, I misplaced it. And I don't mind saying this thing has become... Kind of like my security blanket. I carry it with me everywhere. Any idea I have, I write it down. If I have a sketch in my head, if I have a bit for a for a joke or or something I want to say in the show, or or the kids say something funny I want to put in their show, I write it down. Podcast ideas, you know, anything and everything that I want to remember or even just get out of my head, write it down. And um, I even keep index cards so that I can put my tasks in them. This thing just—I got home last night. It was gone, and it was terrible. I have a show to do. I had a nobody's listening. I needed my weekly updates from that dumb book. Couldn't remember them because I wrote them down, put them out of my mind. I had a feeling it was at the church that I'd been painting at, but I wasn't absolutely sure. I'm like, it'd be just like me to drop this thing outside, you know, be had a, had it, you know, tucked under my leg or in my lap and get out of the car. So man, I went through my car. I looked under it, around it. Uh, I was asking the raccoons that live across the street if they had seen it. And um, and I mean that, r- actual raccoons. And um, anyway, last long story short, I got there this morning for, for some painting. And there it was sitting there right in the middle. And I was like, yay! So uh, it was weird. Last night, knowing that it was probably there um, was worse than not knowing where it was for a while. Because it was like... In my imagination, I could see it, and I felt like I ought to be able to just grab it (laughs) and bring it in to my reality. Uh, Because when you don't know where it is, you just kind of keep looking and keep looking. But it was so frustrating because it was just down the street, but it was just too far away to go and get it and come back. So I'm glad I got it today. Very happy about that. So that's my week. I hope you've had a great week. Let's find out what some of our listeners are saying. Um, I'm going to do some MMDs from some people. And before we do that, I want to tell you how you can get in this section. One of them, one of the ways to send me an email, uh, mmdcast at gmail.com. You can send, you know, your, the things that have made your day or your week or your year, whatever. And uh, some of the greatest things that have, you know, just perked you up on a bad day. Uh, Another way to do that is to post it on Twitter or Facebook and just put hashtag mmdcast at the end. A hashtag is is the uh, you know the number symbol, um, so that would be shift three. So you put that hashtag in there, and then just type MMD cast along with your message when you post it on Facebook or Twitter, and wherever you are in the world, as long I, I think it's I think it's everywhere in the world. Um, I do a search for that before every show, and I pull them in because I know you meant it for the show. It's the easiest way in the world for you to. Share your funny, great, wonderful things uh, with your friends and family, but also with this show. And so a, f- a couple of folks did that. I got one from Twitter, one from email, and one from Facebook. Isn't that awesome? First, the one from Facebook. Um, actually, two. Hannah uh, writes, so my three-month-old son has a tickle spot. MMD. So that's awesome. That's awesome. My kids, man, I don't know that I waited three months I was constantly trying to uh, to get them. Uh, I knew that their mother had a weird spot on the small of their back. And so I would reach up underneath and uh, and kind of tweak that. And sure enough, that back would bow up and they'd roll kind of sideways. It's hilarious. Babies are awesome. And the bad thing about talking about babies is when you're talking about your baby, nobody cares. They love your baby. They love seeing your baby. But... Nobody understands and, and, and finds it entertaining when you when you go on about your kid doing, little, like, like the tickle spot thing. You know, I, I appreciate it, and there's a lot of parents that do. But you go and tell most people stuff like that, and they're just like, whatever. Well, in my case, I don't know if this is for everybody, but when my children started doing amazing things, like me finding a tickle spot or them rolling over or holding up their own head, or growing some stinking hair. I loved every single moment and wanted to share it with the world. And finally, I understood why. At least for me, it was proof that one day, it was just a little sign that one day they were going to be grown. They were just a little bit closer to grown up. And I wasn't going to have to change diapers. And I wasn't going to have to wipe noses. And I wasn't have to try to get their stinking little jello arms into those sleeves on those stupid too tight uh, pajamas. And, uh, and then one day they were probably even going to be moved out of the house and I would be free. So maybe it's not that for everybody. Maybe some people cry at every single time that their kids do something awesome for me. I'm celebrating the fact that one day they will be gone. Oh, you'll miss them. No, I won't. they'll probably live next door, but, uh, they won't be in my house. Brian says, "I finally got my wife to use the word outro." Brian is a podcaster, and he does a show—actually, several: uh, Bacon Cowboys, uh, PB and J Show, and um, uh, 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 let's see, ah, uh, uh, Survival Guide for Christian Men, I believe. And you can go, you know, search for those and check them out. But uh I, I listened to one recently with his with his wife, he did, I think it's the PB and J show. And and yeah, she doesn't like a lot of the words, the podcasting terms and stuff like that. So uh him getting her to say outro, she's about as no nonsense as my wife. You know, a lot of a lot of the ladies are. And uh so to get him to to say the word outro, it's like my wife, she's ready to sit down and start doing geek love geek loves nerd podcast again which is what which was our show until october of 2012 when i kind of disappeared from the internet for a year um and and i asked her i was like now's the time to change the the show title because she never liked being the nerd i was the geek she was the nerd she always took offense to it i kept trying to tell her first of all some people consider the terms interchangeable. Um, but neither one of them is a, is a negative stereotype anymore. You know, everybody knows nerds are awesome and, uh, they make lots of money and, um, and geeks are, uh, awesome and they spend lots of money. That's pretty much <laughs> the difference to me. But, uh, she said, uh, she didn't care. I was like, now's the time to change it. She's like, no, I don't care anymore. And so, yeah, Brian, I feel you I feel you absolutely hundred percent. It's a good thing when, uh, when the wives come along for the ride, in the podcasting world. Uh, So Twitter, Twitter, here's the Twitter one. This is from Faye J. She says at the end of a particularly dark day during some dark weeks, finding a forgotten gift card with some money still on it made my day. MMDCast. Yes, Faye J. Absolutely. Love those things. Absolutely. Love those little surprises. You know, um, in, 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 not so much here because we don't wear jackets, but I remember in Kansas city, uh, when you'd pull the jacket, the big one you know out of the out of the out of the closet, and you'd put your hands in your pockets for the first time with your jacket on and there's there's just stuff in there, you know pieces of papers maybe a receipt, you know a piece of peppermint gum or something like that but uh, yeah, going in there and finding twenty bucks, I think one time I found a hundred dollars in my dumb pocket, and yeah, that makes your day, but especially. When uh, when things are dark. So hoping that you have some better days, Faye J. And uh, because just hoping you do. Hoping you do. And even if you don't, even if dark days continue, I hope you'll find a way through them, that you will grow stronger because of them. And then at the end of it all, um, that you will find that it was worthwhile, no matter what. That goes out to everybody. Because sometimes life gets better. Sometimes it just don't for a while. We got to hang in there and do what we do. And every now and then, I think God sends us a a, a forgotten gift card with some money still on it. And then other times he allows a rat <laughs> to run through your kitchen too. So there's all kinds of surprises on both, both ends of the spectrum. All right. So this one is, I would say, from Yash. But he said it is pronounced like cash. So Cash here has struggled. Um, well, no, he says he's from across the pond. So maybe he hasn't. Maybe this is a common name. But if you moved over here, uh, Cash, you would have grown up with people mispronouncing your name constantly. Maybe he knows that, and that's why he put that in there. I, I have a very normal name. It's James. And I have never, ever had to pronounce that. And if I did, I would say James kind of like sounds like James. And people would be like, oh, okay, cool. Because there's only really two words that rhyme with James. One of them is names, which sounds really weird when you think of it rhyming with James. All of a sudden the word names sounds dumb. The other one is, it's kind of a slight rhyme. It's Haynes. James Haynes. It, it doesn't rhyme, but it sa- it's like a masculine rhyme. It it, it kind of rhymes. You could use it in a poem and it would sound like it. And so my siblings loved um, saying my name was James. I wear bulletproof Haynes. I don't know why they were bulletproof, but it was quite hilarious for them to chant that. So anyway, uh, Cash from across the pond. He says my MMD moment is really MMTW made my three weeks. I wanted to be I want to be a veterinarian when I'm older. So I've been doing work experience at an animal hospital here in the UK. All the animals I'm working with are rescued and undergoing rehabilitation. So they're on those, those little bars, holding on, trying to move their legs with a blonde lady behind them with a hand on her back. Oh, I'm going to make it. I'm going to make it. Go ahead, Mr. Cockatoo. You can do it. Anyway, I'm making fun of your job. My job is to clean out their cages and enclosures. I'm assuming we're talking about dogs and kitties and stuff. I know it is not much, but it is so rewarding when you see all the animals tucked away in the new home that you've made for them thanks for all your MMD podcasts they've got me through some pretty tough times of my own from across the pond cash so cash thank you so much man I, I um I don't have the love for animals that you do but I will I will say this when I see an animal in distress my heart breaks just like anybody else's and when I see uh, my own animal or any other animal uh, in distress it, it makes me want to fix it and I actually grew up, a little secret here, um, I grew up, my mom raised animals, dogs, uh, mostly dogs. She she dabbled in birds and Persians as well, but uh, mostly um, Yorkies, Maltese, and uh, a couple of poodles. She was going to try dachshunds, but they're a pain in the butt. And uh, I got to see, uh, I got an education. Let's just say that. When you have a lot of dogs and they're not pets you know it's more of a of a puppy farm kind of situation um you know and, and these animals in cages and stuff your heart goes out to them but i didn't have any control i didn't have any way to change things and um and and the dogs are are just kind of feral almost and and so i'm i'm really glad that there's somebody out there that is reversing that curse you know doing something positive so thank you so much cash And uh, thanks for being from the U.K. and and checking us out. That's awesome. I love people uh, from other countries, especially when they're listening to my podcast. So, good deal. Hey, uh, speaking of podcasting and celebrating and supporting and loving it, if you like this show, if it's done anything for you, and you got a dollar to spare, why not go over to patreon.com slash mmdcast, p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash mmdcast, And consider supporting the show. Just a dollar show. That's all we ask. That's four bucks a month. You can do that. It would be awesome. And um, you can check that out at mmdcast.com. And then uh, click on support us. There's options for doing one-time gifts as well. And we'll mention your name at the top of the show. Thank you for those that are already supporting us. I mean, this is kind of what I do full-time. It's the the thing I call myself. I call myself a podcaster. I am not a, a church painter. And I am not a, uh, I'm not a depressed dude anymore. I'm a podcaster. So you're supporting not just the show, but, but me personally. So check it out, patreon.com. So what has made your uh, day recently? What has meant something special to you? I'm going to share your little tiny wonderful moments with everyone who listens. Uh, so do me a favor. Email your moments to mmdcast at gmail.com or call them in, two zero nine five nlcast Uh, Also, you can tag, you know, your tweets and your updates. Visit us online at mmdcast.com. You can follow the show on Twitter at mmdcast. Follow me personally, twitter.com slash nlcast. And uh, like the Made My Day podcast on Facebook if you haven't yet. That helps us out. The biggest thing you could do is leave us a review in iTunes or wherever you found the show. And consider sponsoring the show at patreon.com slash mmdcast. Just a dollar an episode. Here's hoping that every day you'll find something that makes your day. Take care.